0: Admissions podcast for the Savvy Student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions counselor working out of Japan with students from all over the world to just help all of you reach those colleges of your dreams, all right? Before we get into our main topic, if you like what you're hearing and want to support us, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice, and also feel free to follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events, both in person and online, so if you're interested in attending those info sessions or um, interviews with college counselors, right, um, please check us out at tokyoacademics.com/events. That's tokyoacademics.com/events. All right. Today, in the midst of a bajillion things going on, especially around the recent released report from Colombia, that is something that I will want to be diving into probably a little bit more next week. I really want to take some time to look through the numbers, see what this the report has to say. And also just make sure, figure out what from all of that is most meaningful and useful to all of you. I don't see any point in just regurgitating what the what the report says. I kind of want to make sure that the takeaways from the college rankings and take away from that college rankings report and the takeaways from how that might be implicated in terms of other schools will be helpful or useful or not to all of you. So we'll get into that a little bit later. This week, I wanted to take some time to review a very 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 good book. It is called "Who Gets In and Why," and it is a it's a book that I've taken some time to read. It's come out pretty recently by and it's written by Jeffrey Salingo. and it was uh, listed as one of the one hundred most notable books of twenty twenty. And after reading through, it's pretty clear to see why. So what Jeffrey did is he spent. Uh, He spent a year, uh, he followed three universities through their full admission cycle and as a result was able to get a lot of insight into how schools go through their admissions process and he also follows three students through their own application process from different backgrounds with different goals but he follows them through their application process just to kind of get a better sense of the current state of of university applications and to be, be able to comment on them and it is in in those regards i think that this is very much a useful book for for families who are going through the college application process or will be soon there is a breadth here in terms of the different types of universities he is looking at as well as the different types of students he is following that i think that you will be anyone will be able to find kind of a little bit where their own priorities are Okay, and so uh, just so you know, the universities that he followed through the entire cycle are Davidson, a liberal arts college, Emory, a larger school in Atlanta, as well as the University of Washington, a very, very well ranked and well regarded public university as well. Okay, and so um, he is walking through with all of that in mind. And so um, what I do want to say is that um, after reading through the book, I am more convinced than ever of the importance of my job in terms of helping students find fit. Um, One of the big things that he spends a lot of time focusing on um, is kind of how to properly frame the process. And I do want to bring up a little bit of a quote um, to uh, kind of bring this... Uh, So this is kind of near the beginning and he mentions it this way when talking about the application process, right? And that's where you, the applicant, enter the picture. College admissions is not about you, the prospective student or parent of a student. It's about the college. It's not about being worthy per se. It's more about fitting into a college's agenda, whatever that may be, okay? And I think this is incredibly important for uh, any family to understand because in part it is true, right? That um, the college admissions game now is far more, le- is far less about merit. I think that merit is a starting point. Your achievements and academics and all those things are starting points. Your grades, SAT scores, all of those are things that are what get you through the first couple rounds, right? Um, and and for any selective college. However, where the Challenge really comes in, right? Where the challenge really comes in, in terms of um, application profile as well as your overall application strategy, comes with this very nebulous fit thing, and this is where this book really does a good job because it is able to go into the um, it go into the admissions circles right just to go to be sitting there as a fly on the wall during when while they're reading applications um, is fascinating and it is a very good insight into um, a couple different things. One is every school is different. Every school uses a different technique of grading each student. Um, of all the three schools he looked at had different scales, that they looked at different criteria, that they looked at some number that scored each element of their student's profile from one to five, others from one to three, others from one to nine. And the number of categories that they graded students on also all varied. Right? And, um, and and so that alone is kind of this indication that each school has a different process. And so trying to fit your application uh, into a science isn't really gonna serve you well. Trying to fit your application um, to some sort of fixed um, criteria is not necessarily going to work. Prepare for your next academic year on topics you need. SAT, math, science, English, and more. TA families are arranging customized, intensive courses of study so that their children can better prepare for the next academic year. From private instruction to group classes, our students learn in their most comfortable setting with the right tutors. Start planning today so that you're ready for the next year. Visit TokyoAcademics.com to schedule a meeting with us and learn more. That's TokyoAcademics.com. However, going back to the quote, a lot of it is about finding that fit, right? I think the the thing that a lot of families don't take into consideration is that colleges are trying to build a class, right? Um, And they're trying to build a class of the people who make sense for their class. And that's not just going to be through grades. It's going to be not just through their extracurriculars, but it's going to be do their extracurriculars match what we need in terms of our extracurriculars, right? Um, you know, if if where you're applying to UW and the computer science major is very popular, at some point we don't need computer science majors anymore or at some point we've seen a bajillion computer scientists. And so what we need is a computer scientist who also loves poetry. We need a computer scientist who also is really big on sustainability. We need a computer scientist um, who is a professional photographer. All right. You need you, there needs to be same same but different right and there needs to be something that is going to help you stand out from the um from the overwhelming number of applicants who are going to be competitive with you in every other metric right in terms of stats in terms of grades in terms of quality teacher recommendations all of those things are if you're applying to the top schools you can almost assume that all of those things are going to be even right and so um, and so, those are um, just some things that, that I think that the where this book is most valuable for families is that look into the uh, college application system for the reason that I think that when working with students, and for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that my thing is rankings and that I don't like them. I think that they are a starting point. I think that they are a good place for a student who doesn't know what they want, who doesn't know quite know what they are interested in. That always is a good baseline to start off with. Um, but at some point, your research has to go beyond what the U.S. News and World Report has decided that a college is ranked based off of a series of numbers that can be um, that can be manipulated. Um, and can and are also all self-reported, right? At some point, your choice of university has to come down to more than that. And what this, um, what this book makes abundantly clear is that part of the reason that that's important is because on some level, the decision-making process for these universities is largely arbitrary. There is no thing that you can do that is going to guarantee you entry into the top schools because a, a student with high with high grades, but, not, but an extra and even with extracurriculars, but a, if those extracurriculars are repetitive, if those extracurriculars are the same as every other as, as a lot of other students. Or if they're even just the extracurriculars that that school doesn't feel like it needs at that point in time, then you're out. right? The book makes very clear how subjective, how arbitrary, and they do their best to do science, but how driven by what each school's overall agenda and what they need are. And if you're going to morph yourself kind of all over the place just to fit that agenda, you're going to end up unhappy at university, right? And so one of the big takeaways from the book, right, really is this focus on taking the time to understand your own college process, okay? And so, um, I do want to basically at the end of the book, um, there is a like a TLDR, like a too long didn't read, of things to pay attention to, right? And these are ones that I want to I want to go through some of them because I think they are valuable takeaways from the book. However. If you are a student who is interested in understanding a little bit more about what you're getting into, and hearing from some other students who have gone through lives that are going, gone through experiences very similar to yours, parents, if you want to understand the modern uh, application process a little bit better, so that you can better help your child, this is an excellent book to read. Because the reality is, and I run into this all the time, a lot of the parents, all of you. Who are listening, you went to college in a very, 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 very different time, right? When getting into UPenn was a 30 to 40% chance of getting in. It's now five. And so the criteria that go into it, the things that are going to make a student stand out, are no longer the standard metrics anymore.
1: Listeners of this podcast know that admission rates have never been lower. It's not enough to just have the high GPA. In this ultra-competitive climate, stunning essays make you stand out against your peers. Tokyo Academics Essay Counseling offers personalized attention by specially trained counselors familiar with expectations of each type of application essay, provided at extremely competitive rates. One of our expert essay counselors will create a customized plan to tailor all of your application essays to fit your narrative, goals, and background. We ensure that each essay tells a story only you can. We have specialists for schools across the US, UK, Japan, and more. Summer is the best time to get a head start on your essays. Contact us at essay at tokyoacademics.com for a free diagnostic today.
0: Okay, so uh, let's go through a a few basic steps that he is recommending, and these things are things that I mostly align with. So um, I think that these are all fair. Uh, Number one, worry about what you do in high school and a little less about standardized tests. Um, It's weird for me because I do work at an organization that offers test prep support, but I agree with this. I think that standardized tests are going to increasingly become not as important, especially, especially, especially compared to your grades and the rigor of the classes that you are taking, okay? Those are going to far outweigh this and the and take making sure that that time can be better spent on maybe interesting extracurriculars, Etc. Etc. Those are the things that are going to help shape your app, your profile far more than in a, a middling score. Right now, if you can sit down in three weeks and prep and get a fifteen fifty, amazing. Go for it. Right. But overall, um, focus a little bit more on your academics um, of all things as a priority, which means take the hardest courses available. Okay. All right. And the other thing that really stands out. And that I want to reinforce is don't ask for recommendations from the usual suspects. Um, This is one that when he follows a couple of his students and he follows the reading, it comes up over and over and over again. Having a teacher recommendation from a subject that is not directly aligned with your academic interests is very powerful. It shows breadth. Don't ask for recommendations just from the ones that are obvious that make sense or the ones that you're getting A's in, right? Think of who's going to tell be able to tell an interesting story about you, who's going to be able to recall a narrative that is compelling about you, okay? All right, when you are making your initial college list, focus on your needs. Worry about the names later. This is going to be one where I can preach this until the cows come home, and it probably will not make a difference. At some point or another, most families are going to. Place ultimate priority on name value, because it is a significant investment. Right, it is over the course of four years, a three hundred thousand, three hundred fifty thousand dollar investment, and so obviously when call it when you consider the return on investment, that's going to be important. Um, however, do make sure right that you are have an understanding of what their return on investment is, and have a very clear sense of what your name priorities are, even if that's what you're going for. Many families that I talk with, right, I will, they will say, oh, is important, and then I'll say, perfect, Well, they want to do. Your child seems interested in pursuing um, psychology and also potentially education, Vanderbilt's gonna be amazing for them. And they're like, no, we're not sending our kid to Vanderbilt. I'm like, why? It's top 15. You You literally just told me rankings matter. Turns out that every person, every family has their own definition of what ranking is and what name value is but it's important, it's important conversation to have, right? And therefore also the research is an important thing to do. Conversation is important to do. Um, and that's part of where we get into a lot of it and where we provide some of that value is to help you have those conversations and to identify schools that may not um, jump off the page in terms of name, but are going to be a better fit for you. Next part and something to be considering, okay? This focus on fit is a takeaway that I've pretty consistently had for, and it is a guiding philosophy of my college college consulting division, but there's a couple of different things here. Okay, Um, Mindsets and skills matter more than colleges and majors. This is so true of today's workforce. Okay. Now, if you're coming back to Japan, that may be a separate conversation, because obviously culturally, from country to country, name value is going to matter. But in general, in terms of the workforce, your mindset and your skill set are going to be far more important than your alma mater. Okay. And so the way that he frames it is to spend time during the college search thinking about how you're going to spend your undergraduate years instead of where you're going to do it your goal is to acquire skills and experiences on campus right that matter in the job market not just to major in something okay and so this is really important right which schools are going to best give you the opportunities to acquire those skills OK, um, and then a final thing. Right. Um, and this is the reason why you need to do a little bit of your due diligence if the, how you view university really is as a stepping stone. Right. The majors you think pay don't always pay. Right. In terms of the uh, same level just from a little bit of research, right? The top quarter of earners who majored in English make more over their lifetime than the bottom quarter of chemical engineers, right? Like that English majors, history majors, end up actually doing quite well, right? And so there are kind of all these ways to go about it, but the major takeaway from all of this right, is, and the reason why I recommend this book is that it is going to be increasingly important for you as a student, for you as a family, to break away from the rankings and really start looking more into programs, into specific professors, into what a university is providing, into future-proofing you um, in terms of hands-on research opportunities, in terms of hands-on work opportunities, a co-op program, unique partnerships um, that only they can provide. Um, I was talking with a couple different students lately who have been pretty interested in poli-sci, right Occidental is the one school um, in America that has a unique partnership lined up directly with the United Nations and you will get to work for the United Nations do a research project for them and report and contribute to ongoing policy making at the UN that's not going to be available at a lot of other schools right um, oxy also has a three and two partnership with Caltech right and so if you're interested in stem, Caltech is the MIT of the West, right? And you just need to do one additional year and then get a liberal arts education for your first three and you're graduating from Caltech, right? And that's what's going to go on your diploma, right? And so there are so many different pathways, so many different universities, right? That limiting your options to the 10 schools that you've maybe heard of at some point when growing up, um, that everyone and their like that everyone is trying to get into is a, a pathway for failure right but also a pathway that probably isn't the best fitted for you and so um and so it is in within those contexts that i think this book is excellent for those who are looking for some inside inside info and like some secrets that can help you figure out how to game this system some short that's all there Right? I think that the session, the chapters that really focus on um, him sitting down and observing, the uh, observing the reading sessions are really important. And one thing that came up continually, that was a criteria that's probably a little bit more subjective, but really important to consider is intellectual curiosity. Um, intellectual curiosity kept coming up over and over in terms of how different schools evaluate their students. How are you demonstrating that? Right. How are you shaping your classroom pursuits and extracurriculars to demonstrate that you are a student who is in constant pursuit of knowledge? If you're not, maybe time to start thinking about it because that is going to be the thing that is going to shape your um, admissions chances in many ways far more. Than your test scores because those are going to be given an arbitrary; those are just going to be given a score. They will be reweighted. Um, that is another thing that the book has heavily reconfirmed that every school reweights, uh, te- GPAs that come in on their own. But that intellectual curiosity piece is important, right? And so every school does their own thing. You need to find the schools that match your thing right, is I guess what I would say. And so that is kind of where I would stand. It's a great book, very insightful. It's a little bit scattered in terms of its writing. He jumps around a lot um, he jumps around a lot and so for some areas you will need some patience but he has clearly done his research and is able to provide a lens into the admissions pro- process that is a huge black box for so many families so um, if you if you're thinking about some summer reading or something to read on the plane highly recommend it okay um, so that's it for uh, my review of who gets in by uh, who gets in so uh, please. I hope that was um, helpful for you in terms of uh, your, in terms of thinking about some additional resources to start gathering to help with your college application process. Okay. So thanks again for listening to the accepted podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on Who Gets In by Jeffrey Selingo. Right. If you like what you're hearing, And want to support us, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Do also follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Uh, We are regularly hosting events, including this Sunday. This Sunday, I will be doing a deep dive into the UC schools. We'll be taking a look at the University of California essays, um, the personal insight questions, and how best to go about tackling those. So it'll be um, a fun little deep dive into those, so if you're interested in uh, learning more, about those feel free to check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events and again that's tokyoacademics.com slash events all right that's it for today and remember the key to getting in is giving